Hey, welcome again to Minecraft Lab, where we explore, experiment, and theorize about all things Minecraft. I am Minor Thoughts, and with me today, yet again, is... The Troj. How you doing, Minor? Good to be back. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, with these are just our opinions. I don't know the proper terminology, how you say it. They don't necessarily reflect the opinions of Interrealms as a brand. They are the opinions of Minor Thoughts and the Troj, independently of each other. It just so happens to be on this podcast. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you said it best. Just disclaimer at the, on the video version, disclaimer on the bottoms, please. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, this week's topic is yet another controversial one, but we won't <laughs> we'll, we'll begin with the lighter side of things. And we'll talk about the snapshots or the lack of snapshots. Mm -hmm. A couple things, beta, uh, they've got the frogs can now be bred with slime. Yes, I did see that. Sli slime balls. Mm -hmm. This whole frog thing is getting weirder by the second for me. Because... Why? Why? Because frogs yeah. eat slime, they poop slime balls, and then you feed the slime balls back to them to get more frogs. Uh, you get frog lights, you don't get slime balls. No, if they eat slimes, they, you get slime balls. You well, only, at least they don't... You get frog lights from the um, the magma cubes, but you're now... The frog... You, like, you get slime balls if they eat the baby slimes. Right, but at least they don't eat goats anymore. Well, that's okay. One step in the right direction, anyway. I mean, I, I've seen a couple YouTubers making fun of that. One, one actually made a mod where the go, uh, the 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 frogs will eat anything, yeah. and the more the frogs eat, the bigger the frog gets. <laughs> yeah, I saw that as well. That's that's hilarious. But yeah, for me, hmm, frogs getting weird. Frogs are getting it's getting weird. I, yes, but this is Minecraft. Oh, I know. Can... I suppose we started this whole podcast journey with frog poop, so I shouldn't be surprised. As far as Java goes, uh, I think they're prepping for um, there is one more version of 1.18.2. Mm. Um, some bug fixes, obviously. Yeah. Uh, they want to get that done before they move on to the 1.19 yep. uh, snapshots. Yeah. I'll have to make a uh, a correction that uh, the snapshot didn't include the warden, but they were alluding to um, it being in an upcoming snapshot. Mm. Uh, a lot of the tweets we're seeing from King, King Bee Dogs, they're doing a lot of testing. Nembom, part of the Psycraft guys, is part of that team. Something I don't know exactly everything about but i've heard talk about is the way that zombie pigmen drop mm, xp yeah is is considered a bug it's not intentional it's not intentional gameplay mm. but they said with the addition of the skull catalyst being able to hold xp these things uh, those things may fix that i don't know everything about that maybe you can shed some light so from my understanding and obviously i'm not I'm, I'm twitter educated here myself a bit but from my understanding yes so the goal farm the, the zombie pigmen whatever those zombified piglins 
um, was never an intended feature that when they're aggroed. So for those that don't know, that might be listening. So when you build a gold farm, uh, you aggro or you attack one of the, the zombie pigmen and they aggravate and they have the group aggravation mentality where they all swarm you. And how that works is if they're aggravated and they've got their aggro on, they'll come, they'll die and it will register as a player inflicted death and therefore it'll give you XP. And apparently that's never been an intended feature. And I've got to admit, it's one that I always never got my head around how that actually worked. Um, and to be fair, it's probably a good nerfing of a gold farm because really once you introduced um, uh, the piglin trading mechanic, gold farms became, in my opinion, super OP. Um, oh, definitely. Like you, you're getting all this gold, you're getting all this XP, and then you're, if you do the right system, almost semi-auto trading that gold for just oodles of stuff. Um, so in terms of the balancing out with the XP with the Skulk, uh, I don't know how that's going to go. It's, I don't think it's going to be as efficient. Right. If you have a look at some of the photos that are being put out there on by some of the devs on Twitter, this Skulk stuff spreads everywhere. And it's not the, mo right. it's not the most attractive looking thing in the world. So I'm hoping that there is a way to, to contain it. Right. And they said uh, also it only affects certain blocks. I'm kind of like moss will only turn certain things into moss. Yeah. It'd be, and it'd be interesting exercise. And, you know, obviously they're still testing, so we can't play with it. We can't test it yet. But it'd be interesting to see what XP you get from mining it. And, you know, is it even a viable farm when you consider... Enderman farm and Guardian farms, which are just nuts. Um, the, like the Ian XO4 right. one, the Guardian farm that you built on um, Interarms for us. You know, um, we went fighting, we went and fought nine withers the other night, you know, and the armor's a bit damaged and, you know, everything. Go to that Guardian farm, one swing of that sword, and all of my gear was able to be repaired in the one swing. So when you right. when you got farms with that capability, it takes some balancing. Um, one thing on that note, one thing I like, uh, I think Mumbo was playing around with it. It being kind of like uh, you know the furnace thing, where it's an XP bank. Mm. Um, you can store XP there for later use. You know you don't have to worry about getting it right away. You're just making a big mineable block come back and get XP as you need it. And it's always there. Um, and the question I guess I have for you as a technical player is if they're nerfing XP farms in terms of the, the zombie pigman farm, is, do you think it'll be long before they turn their gaze then to the Enderman farms and the Guardian farms, which give insane XP so quickly? On that note, you get it too many entities, whether they be Guardians and or... Uh, XP orbs gonna lag out or crash the server and I think that's one reason why they're making some changes to XP and the way XP orbs react they're trying to make it more efficient I think but it's got the technical community kind of worried I hope they don't nerf it so much that if you're standing there as a player kill looting type farm like the ENX04 farm is 
it's not as much XP as you get from the Guardian farm, but it's it's a looting farm. Mm. So you have to actually make the kill to get the XP. See, to me now, if I was playing, I would not be building a gold farm for XP. I'd be making sure I had another source of XP. If you've got to sit there and you've got to whack away at Pigman to get gold, um, and you're going to use it for XP, I think you're better off just making it as a, a mob drop farm where they're going to just fall to their death, and, their death and drop their goods and away you go, and then use XP. Like, an Enderman farm is it's so easy to build. It's ridiculous. Um, right. And, you know, and the Ian XO4 Guardian farm, which, all right, mate, I was sceptical when you said this is better than an Enderman farm, but my goodness, it is. Yeah, I just think there's better ways now to get XP than really worrying about if they do nerf a gold farm. Right, and that's why I'm glad they have someone, they actually, Mojang actually hired someone like Nembom from the technical community to give his input. You've got different types of players. You've got builders, technical players. Uh, they're trying to, I guess, keep everybody happy. <laughs> and I've got to say... They'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm, not, I'm sure they'll find a balance. And that's one good thing about um, Mojang is that they do take into account feedback from their community and, uh -huh. and they value it. And that's very nice to see. And I think that's part of the success behind Minecraft for such an extended period of time. But there's a lot of other game creating companies out there that don't care about what the fan base is saying. They just think this is a good game and they put it out. You know, I think we should be very thankful we've got a development team here that are actually taking into account and are prepared to, as you said, hire people from the community to give their um, input so that we they can make sure that the all different facets of this Minecraft community uh, are listened to with future updates. Well, should we get into the meat of this podcast? I've got my knife and fork ready, mate, so let's get into it. All right, today... We want to talk about trends in Minecraft. Trends are a thing in just about everything you see. There are popular trends. There are uh, new, new and upcoming trends, trends on their way out. And even in Minecraft, uh, in the content creation, trends are a part of that. I have a love-hate relationship with trends. There are certain trends that just get under my skin don't care to follow them but i realize that they're a thing as and as being a content creator sometimes you just have to follow the trends and, and you know to keep up with of what's going on if you decide to become a full-time content creator you've got to keep up with those trends me on the other hand i, I may follow those trends but at the same time, I want to be different. I want to be unique. I don't want to be like everyone else. I don't want to jump on bandwagons and and do just what everyone else is doing uh, just for the sake of doing it or, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, so to speak. Uh, so I want to be different. Sometimes different doesn't get seen. People are looking for that trend. They want to see that thing that's popular right now. I mean, that's just me. 
What are your thoughts on uh, on trends in general? There's definitely merits to what you're saying, and you know, um, I think I think we've got two different things here. One one is one is the being different, and one is the trends. And I'm going to sort of address, in my opinion, of both of them separately. So the trends, and I'm going to limit my thing particularly to Minecraft here, because A, this is a Minecraft podcast, and two, I'm a content creator in Minecraft, so it's easy. Well, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get into the the other the trends. Minecraft trends. Okay. So I, I guess, you know, as a, as a content creator, you have to go, um, you have to be aware of what the trends are. You have to be. And, and the trends are really set by the bigger creators out there. Now, right. now let's just look at Grian as an example, right? He started last life. Oh, well, sorry, third life, then last life. And then us included, you know, there were, let's call them copies because that's what they were, right? Copies with a slant, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then now you look at Grian again, and while they're on this Hermitcraft break between uh, eight and, uh, season eight and season nine, he's, he started up 100 hours in Minecraft. And now you've noticed, right. I'm noticing on my recommended feed, because I have watched those videos, the people that were doing 100 days of hardcore, they've switched to 100 hours of Minecraft, of hardcore. So the trend has shifted, and the trends are really set by the bigger ones out there. And I think the reason for that is, is people then search for, oh, Grian's doing 100 hours, 100 hours hardcore. And that becomes a trending search term. And people go, well, I want to try that because it's, well, A, because let's have a go at this new game mode, and A, and B, it's a, it's a searchable search term. Now, as a content creator trying to get found, what do you do? Do you go and you just make a video that's not trending and it's not not hitting search terms? Or do you go and make a video that's going to hit the algorithm? On both at the moment. So I'm looking, I look at my Let's Play channel, which is DTG Family Gaming, and it's the old SMP style. Um, but we'll circle mm-hmm. back to differences with that at the moment because obviously I've changed tactics with that. But on the Troj channel, which is a brand new channel, I'm specifically making videos that hit search terms. And it, right. and it, would, yeah. and it would be hard to argue that that's not being effective at the moment. You know, you had some reservation on... Uh, you know, whether this was going to take off, but I mean, you're seeing it in your analytics that it's on an uptake. It, it, it was purely like, I'd always had an idea for those style of videos, but sort of, uh, what you and I discussed in the pre-show before. And if you haven't heard, if you didn't know, we now have a pre-show that we're putting out, uh, you have to check out Patreon for that. But in the pre-show, we discussed very briefly about, um, this whole topic and it's very interesting to see that you know what started off as an experiment is actually slowly but surely working and it's sort of proving that if you hit titles and keywords that are for lack of a better word trending and searchable you will get hits now i've got a channel Uh i've got a channel here now that's got well, actually, last night when I went to bed, it, it hit 51 subscribers, and I've woken up to 59 subscribers. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Last I looked was 55. 
Oh, there you go. Yeah. So it's up. It's 59 now. Just before we started the, the pre-show, it was on 59. Oh, wow. So, you know, okay, we're talking about a channel of 50, right? But specifically those, you can call them trends, right? They're, they're searchable terms. They're search terms. And if they're, if they're being searched for and a popular search term, I would classify that as a trend. Now, can you find a thousand iron farm tutorials? Yes. Can you find a thousand, how do you find diamonds? Yes. Are those two videos in particular proving very successful? Yes. You have educational and entertainment. Um, and if you're hitting one or the other, you might get seen, you, you might get searched. Uh, your style of video is, is a how-to. Someone searches how-to iron farm and yours gets put up in their recommended videos. Here's the thing, and this is just my opinion. This is, this is just me. I don't consider myself a content creator. The videos I make or have made in the past, it's a creative outlet. And I sometimes make them more for me or others. Now, if others like what I do, that's, um, that's great. Personally, if I don't hit a trend or I don't jump on a trend, it, it doesn't bother me so much. So I understand, you know, as a content creator, you want to, uh, you're trying to sell yourself, uh, you're trying to gain subscribers. Uh, me, I'm trying to do, you know, some of the things that I'm trying to do are more artistic, plain old creative. You know, I'm trying new things just to, to get my creativity onto paper, so to speak. Uh, so that's the type of, creator I am. That's why I'm, I may not jump on a trend. I don't want to be like everybody else. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do the same thing that you'll see just about anywhere else. Passionate, being passionate about your, your art is you liking it, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. You enjoying what you've created. And if any, if everybody else doesn't, you can't let that get to you. If, That's a really if, important if, point, actually. If I if I painted a, a, a painting that was just like anybody else's style that you could see anywhere else, just like nothing new. It's it's not unique, and and that's what I'm passionate about. I want to be unique. I want to be different. And that's been kind of a life thing for me is trying to find that, trying to find my voice and maybe finding my voice is blowing things up. So <laughs> I don't know. There's nothing wrong with being different and there's nothing wrong with trying to do something that no one else is doing. Where I think the problem, the problem is the wrong word. Where the difficulty comes is if you're putting out content that's different that no one else has done before, how are people going to find it because they're not searching for it? So I think unless you're extremely lucky and people stumble upon it and it just happens to blow up and it certains to hit an algorithm word, keyword, and it just goes kaboom, doing something different without exposure is going to be hard to get it seen. Now I'm a hundred percent, I a hundred percent agree with you. 
that trying to find something different and trying to be your own person, your own style, fantastic. I I agree with you. The reality is, though, is nine times out of ten, you're probably not going to get discovered trying to do that because no one's yeah. looking for it. Now, that doesn't apply to the big creators because the rules for us smaller creators that we follow and we try to stick to to get, you know, the views and the subscribers and the all the analytics that actually matter, they don't apply to the big ones because, you know, I'm sorry, Green could put out a video or Mumbo could put out a video of them walking up the street singing tra-la-la-la and it's going to get 200,000 views before lunch because right, right. it's green right if we did that exactly. we might be lucky to get two <laughs> right, right. And, and retention on that would be nothing so the rules right. that apply to the big players do not apply to us but what the filter down effect of that is is that the big ones are setting the trends they are set, they are they set what people search for now as a content creator well as as a want as a wannabe <laughs> as a wannabe content creator i have to follow those trends to a degree yeah you know? now there's some that i will not jump on because i they're just not my style of contact well, content and it's not my style of game um and there's other ones that i will jump on and there's ones that i enjoy so you know i i started out when i started the troge channel the original idea was to do build tutorials um, you know, obviously, you know, I chat to Spadetti at, at times and obviously they've had a lot of success almost coming up to a hundred thousand. So if you haven't seen the Spadetti channel, definitely head over there and, and help them hit their hundred thousand. They should probably hit it this month, actually, which is an amazing achievement and big congratulations to them on that. Um, but you know, I have, you know, I was getting inspiration from let's do building tutorials because, you know, I, I'm okay at building. So, you know, there's, you know, for simple things I could probably do. But I discovered very quickly that I don't like doing them. I don't like block by block building tutorials. I can make them. I can do them. So I can do them and I can do them, but I don't enjoy the process of doing them. I, I just don't. And this then circles back to the whole making content for you thing that you mentioned. So I think it's okay to try and jump on a trend but as long as you're enjoying the process of doing it because if you're not enjoying it and you're only doing it for the sake of jumping on a trend to try and get discovered you got two problems on your hand one you're not going to enjoy the making of the process and two the people that subscribe to you for the type of video that you're making are going to keep expecting you to make those videos because that's why they've subscribed to you now, if you, right. and if you're not enjoying making that style of video, all of a sudden you're going to find yourself stuck with a channel producing, say, a build tutorial that you don't like making. So you're now stuck with, a, you know, 5,000 subscribers and growing, but you now have to keep making building tutorials. And then if you change the, the, the theme of your channel to a Let's Play, people are going to go, well, I'm not here for this. And they're going to stop watching. Right. So, yeah, you mentioned Spadetti, and I think uh, that channel is noticing that. I mean, they're known for their build tutorials, but they're wanting to hit other trends, trying to branch out and do different things. Uh, the, and the question is, are people going to come back for that type of content from that creator? Well, it's always a risk 
for any channel when you move away from what has made you um uh popular now i i actually had a chat to to them not too long ago and whoops sorry um i had a chat to them a little while ago and they know as as a whole on minecraft it's a downward trend like impressions so there's a lot of analytics in minecraft and uh sorry in in youtube as, as behind just the scenes of a channel and some listeners might be surprised at this but the least important statistic and analytic of all is your subscriber count like it has no bearing on anything other than your own ego basically um yeah but you know i take a look here i've just opened up the spaghetti channel right and i'm just going to have a look at videos and can i say can i say one thing sure is subscribe not subscriber count it's more returning viewers and likes uh is getting you know getting noticed and get getting recommended yeah but what what i can say what i've seen on the trade channel is i've concentrated on click-through rate like you can't that there's a million analytics behind the scenes of a youtube channel and it's like well what do you and maybe this is a topic that we can come into is youtube analytics and what counts maybe we can put that one on the list from down the track and and, okay. and maybe i don't know but i've noticed you know you you can't possibly when you're making a video and making your thumbnail and making your keywords you can't possibly look at every single analytic and go i'm going to try and hit every single one of these it's just not going to be doable because there's just that many different options in there so the ones that i've started on concentrating on is click-through rate which means i have to really hit my titles and my thumbnails i have to get they have to be on point and retention and retention is how long the uh, a viewer is watching and mm -hmm. i've concentrated on those two primarily and i'm seeing some success and now the next stage for me is what you've mentioned is working on the re returning viewers and the ones that I've actually got good click-through rate and I've got good retention on are the ones that are now on suggested list and uh, YouTube suggestion and um, coming up next, like YouTube's physically pushing these videos. Right. And that's good. And ironically, the ones that are hitting that are being pushed by YouTube are the ones that are on trend. Right. People, sometimes all they want to do is watch a video. Mm. Um, they don't want to worry about commenting. They don't really want to worry about clicking like, and I, this is just me being honest. They just want to watch the video. Mm. They don't want to worry about uh, commenting, subscribing, or, or clicking the like button. They just, you know, they're looking to, uh, they're looking to, learn how to build an iron farm really easy. Does that highlight a problem then with how YouTube works? Because you would think if someone's hit the subscribe button, they are going to want to come back for the next. But you don't get, you don't get, you know, with all the subscribers that you have, your subscribers don't get, not all of them don't get notified that you put a new video out. So I've got subscribers there that have subscribed. Now, I don't know how it works behind the scenes, but, you know, rarely do we live stream on YouTube anymore. We, we do occasionally, mm -hmm. and, and that is something we're going to get to by hitting a trend of Vault Hunters, but we'll, we'll circle back to that. But um, 
you know, when I live stream, there are people that pop onto there. Um, they go, oh, you're, you're back. And it's like, well, we haven't gone anywhere. And in the chat, they'll say, well, we don't get notified of your videos. And there's three that I can think of that always pop on. Every time we go live on YouTube, they will pop on there. And they get notified when we go live, but they don't get notified when we put a video out. So is that a problem then with, as, as speaking from a YouTube content creator perspective, is it highlighting that there's a problem with YouTube with the way it's letting your subscribers know that, hey, you're out there. Now, I know Shorts is just... I've got a love-hate relationship with shorts massively. Yep, yep. Um, yep. And that and that may be a topic for another whole podcast, right? But the your short subs, you may as well be paying for them because they're useless subscriber numbers. All they're doing for you is inflating your subscriber count. And if I could go back in time to two years ago, whenever it was, that I got a big influx of subscribers, I would physically be now be going... Actually, can you not subscribe? Because it's hurt and continues to hurt the main, the, the Let's Play channel, DTG Family Gaming. You know, I put on, in the last 12 months, I put on close to 2,000 subscribers. But I would not know that because I've gone nowhere because the short subs have dropped off. I, I, sorry if this sounds harsh. <laughs> that was a trend that got jumped on right away and people like, Oh wow, this is great! Quick way to get uh, subscribers, and then they're like regretting it afterwards. Well, that's because, and you didn't know at the time. And you know, when I first put out the first short, I was the first in the interims group to try the shorts. Mm -hmm. And you know, after mm -hmm. I had that massive success, I think four went viral to like multiple hundreds of thousands of views. Yeah, but what I guess we didn't know at the time is that YouTube count that as. Um, normal subscribers in one respect in the way that they they view your channel now this is my personal opinion here you know this is a disclaimer this is what i'm noticing a year on from all of that or a year and a half on from all of that so it may not be accurate but it's my interpretation of it so that trend has now hurt me in the long term at the time it was a buzz you know you're sitting there and you you're you're physically watching every time you refresh that screen you've picked up another thousand views and your, your subscribers right. have just gone up by 200 and you're going, this is it, we're into it. But now, right. if you've got, say, let's just take my channel as an example, right? You've got 5,000 subscribers and you're getting 100 views. YouTube algorithm goes, hmm, his, his own subscribers aren't watching his content, so the content's no good, so it doesn't push it. All the analytics are going, this channel's not performing. So we're not going to promote it. Now I look at the Troge channel where it's not encumbered by any of that. And you're getting videos that are uh, are hitting algorithms. You're getting pushed. You're getting promoted. You're picking up subscribers. And it, it's working the way it should. If I could go back in time. Like I've even actually contacted YouTube um, via Twitter and said, mm -hmm. all, those, right. all those subscribers that I got at that period of time from these particular videos, which I've now removed off that main channel, can you please remove them? Even if it drops me back to 500 subscribers, I don't care. I want them off because they're actually hurting. And I suppose yeah. you're right. So this ends part one of our deep dive into the world of trends. We've discussed the trends that we are currently following. 
And in the next episode, we will talk about all the big YouTubers and the trends that they are following. So join us for the next half, part two of Trends, here on Minecraft Live. Bye.